Welcome to Bites of Light with Angel and Seth Rohr. Our mission is to bring bite-sized nuggets of information to be digested as you please. Take a quick bite or stay for the whole party. Pleasure being the main component of our mission. We will also bring other humans into our space to share their magical brew with us all. Love, service, and wisdom is what we are bringing to the table. Join us in our magical kitchen where what is being served is for your highest good. Welcome to another episode of Bites of Light uh, with your host, Seth. I'm Angel. And today we are joined by Atlantis Wolf. Yay! Welcome, welcome. So wonderful to have you here today. So excited to play in your birthday portal. Yay! <laughs> that is twice this week. Yes, your birthday we is have... tomorrow and we're just a... Uh... That we have had teachers energy. on that or have talked to teachers that we got to sit in that magical energy. So yay. And thank you for picking today. <laughs> You're welcome. My pleasure. I did it on purpose. Whatever we talked on, I think December 28th or 29th, which was actually my mom's birthday, interestingly oh, enough. Interesting. And so we're just gonna like hopscotch all the all the birthday magic from here to there and everywhere. I love it. Excellent. I love it. So why don't you tell everybody what you do and what your magic is? Hmm. So I do many things just like everyone, let's face it. Um, I've spent the last 13 years as a medical massage therapist and then went and got my Reiki master from William Lee Rand himself, oh, the guy oh. who started the International Center for Reiki training because I figured I wanted my candle to be lit by the candle. Yes. Um, I also do kinesio taping. I'm a certified kinesio tape practitioner. So whenever you have swelling or uh, sprains or things like that, it'll move the lymphatic around. Um, and I also, well, I have an engineering degree. That was the first thing I did. I have a civil engineering degree, dual majored in English, minored in environmental engineering. And um, I also have spent the last five years studying with Linda Starwolf and learning the shamanic practices around shamanic breath work. So I am just about to finish my very last out of the four trainings, which has taken four years. Um, and I'll be a master shamanic breath work facilitator. So shamanic wow. breath work, because breath work, yeah, it's like my, this is my big juju, my big juice. Yeah. Shamanic breath work is different from the other ones because for one, it's trademarked. She went and actually trademarked the process and how it is and where it came from. And she spent 30 years creating it. And breathwork is so popular right now that I feel like it's it's hard to distinguish. But this one has its lineage with um, Stan Groff, with Jackie Small, with the people that were trying to figure out how can we use breath instead of plant medicine to create a psycho-spiritual experience? Because with plant medicine, which I'm all in favor of, I, I don't think it's binary. It's not one is good and the other one is bad. Right. But with plant medicine, you are surrendered to the journey. You are going for the ride. Whereas with breath work, you're in control. Mm -hmm. So sometimes if you're a person who has trouble letting go, do plant medicine because there's no choice. You are strapped in and going off the roller coaster. But with breath work, it's a little more subtle because you're doing this circular breathing in through your nose, out through your mouth, or just in and out of your mouth, but it's without a pause. And so you're recreating that sort of state, that non-ordinary state. 
where you sort of take off. It's like being in a plane and, it, and you're taking off, but you decide how fast. You decide how deep and how far. And I feel like that makes it a good practice for everyone. Plant medicine is not for everyone. There are absolutely people who should not do it. Shamanic breath work, that's for everyone because you're in control. You're saying, I can handle this much. I'm going to drop into the intelligence of my body and my body will take me to a place where I can go, where I feel safe. Now with me, because I'm there and doing it with you, there's going to be body work and support and holding and encouraging. So sometimes you get to a place where you feel like you need to scream. You need to just vocalize and get it, whatever that trapped emotion is. Oh, I'm also an emotion code practitioner. Get the trapped emotion out of your body. And sometimes you have to do that. The easiest way to do it is to scream, is to vocalize, is to release it. But people get very tied into, I'm not allowed to do that. So I come along and I whisper in their ear, give it a sound, yeah. give it a sound, open your throat. And I have no problem screaming. So what I usually do is just get close to their ear, not in their ear, but going parallel to it and just start to tone and just, you know, ah, and then as loud as they go, I'm right there with them and they don't even realize that they're doing it. Yeah, they, they think I'm doing it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that gives them so much more permission to just really go into that place. And then, of course, you're going to fill it back in with love because you have this beautiful space inside. You can breathe deeper and easier and, you know, it's euphoric. You almost don't know what to do with yourself. So at the end of the breath work, because this is all just done with breath and music, I drum you in get the ancestors around you, get the guides, the healers, everyone that's around you to hold the space for you with me. So there's physical support, emotional support, spiritual support, but it's your breath and the music. And then you are on your own journey. But afterwards, one of the important distinctions between shamanic breath work and a lot of the other stuff is the integration. It's not a high and goodbye is what I say. Mm -hmm. It's a journey and then you come out and I have art supplies, paper, and you bring something that happened to you into this world. It could be a big swirl, it could be a face, it could be a dot, it could be anything. It's important to bring that experience that you just had into the physical world to begin to embody it and say, what the heck was that? Why did I see aliens in my journey. I don't believe in that. I don't look at that. And then we get to hold it up and say, kind of looks like you, kind of looks like a mirror, maybe, my friend, perhaps. So beginning that process of moving it into this world and then embodying it. And then when, when it's done, we do a group share. You share what you want to share. If there's a bigger group, we'll have them pair off and share together and then just go around and, and give a word. And then after it's over, about a week later, I do a Zoom integration call so people can come back into the space, swirl the energy again, see if there's anything else that came up because things are going to come up. And once that door is open, it may stay open and other things may come up. So I say all that because integration processing and support is so important to me and i don't like what i see where sometimes people are doing it um 
maybe in festivals, which again, it's good to have an experience like this in a festival in a group to if, for a comfort level, but sometimes people are ready to pop and they go deep and there's no support for them. Right. They're just sort of left on the side of the road. And so that's where I come back to make sure let's process a little and with a group and a week later, and then I do shamanic coaching. So if you need even more support, I'll give you a better rate and we can do that for as long as you need it. And then go do another breath work. Right. Excellent. It's, I, I really, I feel like there's nothing better I can offer out of all the things that I do. It's the best thing that I offer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've, I've just begun my own, my own path in, in facilitating a very, a very similar experience of breath work. And it's, it's also very inclusive of the debrief and the the support and the the container and that container being one of the most important parts of it, right? Yeah, and, right. It, it some people do like because they go in and they trust you, so they will just. I say it's it's like a, the, your breath is like the gas pedal. It's like the accelerator. And if yeah, crank up your breath. You're going to slam that gas pedal down and you're going to take off. So mm -hmm. some people are going to go out there and, and be driving the car like grandma, and that's okay. That's where they're at. And other people's are gonna, yeah. Other people are going to go full Indy 500 in, mm -hmm. and they might go flying off the track. And so being there to support that, but you're right yeah. they get to control that. And, and that container is what's so important that we don't get a lot of times with plant medicine, because people are just, they're not doing it with practitioners. No, they just get the medicine and then, they, and then they take it. And then, and there's no, no container for the process. And you're right. There's no control over that. They just, it's, it's going to mm -hmm. happen. It's going to do and there's no ceremony. There, there needs to be a ceremony around it. There needs to be a space. There needs to be an intention. There needs to be safety protocols. There needs to be a setting. You know, it's not, you're not doing it on the way to doing something else. It's not, you're not just sort of yeah. Yeah. throwing it away. It's not the kind of experience you throw away. It's an intention ceremony. So you bring, it takes a while, you know, you want to collect the energy before you really go into it. And I feel like that is, it's subtle, but it's real. It's why people have that experience in breath work versus, eh, it didn't really do anything for me. Yeah. But, but because like you said, it's become this, like, it's the hot button word right now out there, mm -hmm. breath work. So as soon as people see that there's value in a thing, a lot of people start jumping on board, whether they have the skills mm -hmm. to do it or not. Yeah. Which, you know, for the collective might be good because you remember yoga used to be the same way. Yoga yeah. used to be yeah. something that like weird people did in the 70s right. that were they made them really skeletal and, and, you know, they would suck in their stomach and it was all about gurus and starvation and was yeah. way over. But, you know, now everybody does yoga and it's beautiful that we have that in our collective toolbox that yeah. we can all say i'm going to a yoga class and it's not like oh why what's wrong with you that's so weird that's so breath work will probably be the same thing it'll bubble up and it'll have integrity with some people and not with other people and it'll all shake out i think in the end but just like everything else in the world you know mm -hmm. every time we see modalities come in this happens it's right. the same as you know um, i love that you went um, and did your Reiki training with William Rand because I teach about him in my classes. And oh. so you're the first person that I've met that has actually met him. <laughs> oh yeah. Like he, uh, like his training was at his house. He lives two hours from me. He lives oh, in, right. um, close to Detroit, Michigan. So he teaches out of his house in Detroit, Michigan. And then, or he did when I took it right. 
12 years ago. And then in Hawaii, he has a, a family house in Hawaii, um, which is two hours being so much more affordable. Teach. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So but then, he's, um, he made us all like bean soup and we were sitting in his living room and, you know, we were all, and it was for advanced Reiki training. It was the whole weekend we were there in his house, which is just a little ranch house in Michigan. It's not anything over the top or anything like that. His speakers are really big. He's really into like his <laughs> old school speakers. Those are yeah. fantastic, but he's so understated yeah. and um, so easy. We all went out to dinner together, you know, on the last night and very approachable, kind of quiet. He's, he's one of those people that's just sort of like, and attuned. Right. <laughs> yeah. He's not. Well, and I think having the, that's where my spiritual journey started was through Reiki. That's what woke me up. Um, mm. And so I love that we have that, that connection. And yeah. I love to hear that breathwork has evolved over the last 10 years, because my first experience, I was the Indy 500 racer and wasn't <laughs> on the other side. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. Felt like I went through, um, I, now with the knowledge that I have and the language that I have, there was a little bit of a mental breakdown in that space and I wasn't held. So mm -hmm. I love to hear that your process also includes the exit and the extra mm -hmm. support because in the beginning that was not being done. No, but because Linda Starwolf, her background is in psychology and addiction support and, you know, she's in the mental health field. That's where she started when she was 19 and 20 and things like that. So there's so much preparation. There's so much um, medicine and support and attention given to the, the process being an entire process from start to finish that I, I I mean, obviously I'm dedicating my life to taking it out into the world. So clearly I think that this is the best way to go. Yeah. Um, well, and, and, it, and that's what comes into know. my mind is, you know, the, the fourth agreement, uh, always do your best because yeah. even teachers sometimes drop the ball. Totally. Yeah. And so, when you know better, when you know more, you do better. Right. Yeah. And so I think, I think finding teachers that have consistency and, you know, for everybody listening, there is a due diligence that you need to do when you're going to do, especially like what you said, breathwork is blowing up. This is kind of the new thing. So make mm -hmm. sure you do your homework about who's facilitating, what their track record is, what the lineage is, like everything that you're saying, make sure that you do that because when it comes mm -hmm. down to it, you know, in your bones, whether this is going to be a person that you can trust or not. Yeah. Knowing sometimes even then you're going to get dropped. Like, I think people need to understand that it's not always a hundred percent. Yeah. And if you find a breathwork that will give you a certification in 30 days. That's exactly. I would question that. I mean, I've been studying yeah. it for four years. Yeah, you exactly. Know? It's a different experience once you've pra I've practiced it in one-on-one -on -one group people, you know, sort of different flavors of it and seen different things. And, you know, my background is in body work. So I've already worked on exactly. 3000 clients exactly. in medical massage. So my ability to intuit what needs to happen with someone who's going through their process is going to be totally different than someone who is a CPA who's doing this um, on a weekend and thinking, I'm going to help the world. Well, you are exactly. going to help the world, but 
there's an integrity piece that's missing that maybe you need a little more practice and some training. <laughs> yeah. And I love, you know, especially like you and I, the healers that have done all of the modalities, because my background is deep tissue massage as well. Mm -hmm. And knowing having that basis and and laura too our, our, our the publisher yeah. she she was a, a therapist as well so mm -hmm. when you find these healers that have already done decades of body work like physical yeah. body work hands-on and then they step up into these other shamanic modalities yeah those are the ones you need to look for those are the ones that know the medicine and they're not just Oh, this is a cool fad. I'm going to jump on and do it. And, and, you know, instead of doing yeah. their own work, they're busy working on everybody else and practicing. And, and that's, that was one of the experiences that I had. It was somebody who was dabbling mm -hmm. and had no business doing what they were doing in that moment. Well, and the, you know, I can understand why, because as a collective, we're all trying to wake up. Exactly. Like we're all trying to figure, I, I look at it as um, we're all kind of tearing the cobwebs off of our eyes. And it's like, wait, I'm empathic and that's a thing. And maybe that was always a thing. And that's why I feel everybody's feelings and don't have my own feelings. And what are my feelings and how do I discern them? And so I really see people, they're just jumping. They're jumping into, well, I've never done plant medicine, so I'm going to do ayahuasca. I'm like, no, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a three-day ceremony with a shaman, and yeah, please maybe, don't. Maybe ease into that one a little bit softer. <laughs> That's the problem, you know. People are like, "Well, I wanna, I want a bungee jump." Right. Yeah. I want to think, give me the thing that's going to get me there the fastest, because that's what we've been conditioned to, right. yeah, you know, give me the trial concept. by fire. I could yeah. take it. I'm tough. I don't need to do the work. Just give me the pill. that will fix it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. That's kind of what Western culture has gotten to. Like, Oh, yeah. I, don't do the, I don't want to put in the five or 10 years that, that people have put in in the past to to master these skills or them, you know, their own mental processes. I just, just yeah. give me the pill, give me the plant, mm -hmm. give me whatever that'll just fix me today. And it's like, well, that doesn't... And, and a good question, if you're wondering about your practitioner, ask your practitioner how their what is their relationship with their own parents? Ooh. If they say, oh, I haven't talked to my parents in 20 years, like maybe you need to do some work around that first before you are my holder, keeper, guru, teacher. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's the ultimate test in my book. If yeah. you've got like, uh, you know, cause I, I've done a lot of work, but I feel like that's where it all comes down to. I feel like it was Eckhart Tolle who said, if you think you're enlightened, go spend a week with your family. Yes, <laughs> yes. What are your relationships? And Eckhart Tolle is a genius for sure. Yeah, and that, that doesn't mean that they changed. It just means, are you still triggered? Are you still yeah. a little kid? Are you still hurt? Are you still wounded? It's an awareness. It's a mirror. It's not a judgment. But if you are coming across a teacher who has no relationship with their family, oh, they don't understand me. They don't get me. I'm too cool for them. I'm doing something that they'll never understand. Yeah. Well, now you're just working with an ego. And if you don't feed that ego, then you're in big trouble. Yeah. 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 So I, I like to bring that point up too. And I'm doing breath work everywhere. I am called to go out and do it absolutely everywhere. So I'm already doing it in Toronto. I just set up an event in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Um, my friend is down in Atlanta. I have another friend in Boston. So, you know, let me know. I will come to your town. I'll make it work. I'll figure it out. I have a car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, oh, and I'm going to do um, 
I'm actually going to do the uh, the love initiations, the Egypt tour. So I'll be doing shamanic breath work on the Nile, on the boats. Oh, and then I'm going to come back through England and my friends in England. I have a lot of friends who are in my dragon meditation group. So I'm going to come back through England and do shamanic breath work there as well. And um, just keep going. So let me know if you ever want me to bring it to your town. Absolutely. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. We there's so many really amazing things happening right now um mm -hmm. and a lot of us are stemming kind of from the same community and just coming out and it's just so nice to see these these evolved healers coming mm -hmm. up to share their medicine with the world it's important you know especially with what yeah. you know our world has collectively gone through over the last couple of years you know there is this this you know rippling ptsd that everybody's trying to recover from mm -hmm. and you know we're mm -hmm. being called we're being called to step up and say that mm -hmm. there is another way there are and there are trusted healers mm -hmm. that 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 can hold this type of energy that we're not yeah, just dabbling that we've heard the call and we've done mm -hmm. our personal work for the last couple right. of decades to prepare for this time on earth. Yeah. You know, and so and you, you can't go and you can't go where you can't walk somebody down a path you haven't walked. And that Absolutely. is the key. If there is anything else you you don't take away from that, that is the key right there. A healer can only take you as far as they've gone themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's okay to ask the hard questions when you're looking for the for the healers. It's okay to yeah. ask. Totally. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's part of why we're doing this is bringing healers together and getting into a space of collaboration where I have my knowings that I can share with people are different than yours. And I can right. I can give them something. And when they bump up against something that I really can't give them that that honest, true knowing from spirit, I go, I am not the person for you for that. But here's somebody who is. Yeah. And right. that's how we do the best service we can to the people that are looking for answers, not by trying to be their everything, mm -mm. pointing them in the direction of who can be what they need in this moment. And which is away from that guru concept where you pick that one person that you spend your whole life yeah. following Learning. and emulating and, and giving your power away to. Well, and that was the Piscean age. I mean, the Piscean right. age was all about the guru, find right. the guru. Whereas the Aquarian age is all about, you are the guru, you are the healer, you are the shaman. Um, and that's another reason why I like the shamanic breath work. And it's, it's all about the shamanism is about the path of direct revelation. So yeah. it's not about what do I think you need to be doing? It's let me teach you muscle testing so you can figure out what your body wants to eat. Let right. me help you do, a, you know, learn how to work with a pendulum so you know where you are in your day or in your body. Let me help you access your own body's intelligence so that when emotions come up, you can release them. You yeah. could come to me. I'm certified. Sure. I, I could do it, but I would prefer to teach you how to do it so that you get this idea that you can pull out these things, pull out these strings on your own. Yeah. And if you are with a teacher who's teaching you how to do your own work, then you have found someone that is standing in integrity. Yes. If you have found someone that's ready to pull that, I met somebody who was like, oh, I can pull all the bad stuff off of you. I'm you like, talk to me and I'll do it. 
Right. Yeah, you right. Need me. You need me. Yeah. Okay. You remember you when our master teacher standing up in the room and going, you need my community. That, <laughs> well, that's just the huge red flag. <laughs> Yeah, if spirit, is, you know, let's say that that really happened. And let's say that I said, yes, yeah, go ahead and take like all the grief out of my shoulder or whatever like that. Spirit's going to look at you and say, and you learned nothing. nothing. <laughs> so here's a whole lot more pain. Here's right, frozen shoulder. Yet, so here it is again. <laughs> yeah. But with a thunderbolt, right? Uh, like right. With, with something incredible and yeah. worse. So it does. it doesn't work. It's not only not productive and irresponsible it also doesn't work yeah. exactly so you know and, and teaching you just set yourself up for another lesson right because once yes. you get it you get it yeah. and so i i think learning to walk with the angel of death is in every human's best interest you know we totally. come, we come down here the, these these soul baskets are mother earth they they are matter and mm -hmm. we will eventually have to give them back one day. Yeah, they're just, borrowed. Just right. like everything else on this planet, everything mm -hmm. we're sitting on, the computers that we're looking at, like everything here is given to us. And at any second, Mama Gaia can go, okay, you're done with that. I'll have that back, please. <laughs> but humans get so attached to everything that, and sure. then the fiction of suffering gets raised again. Oh, it was taken away from me. That person was taken away from me. This was taken away from me, but it was never yours to begin with right it's so, true and so in eagle medicine when you look like even as as the teachers as nagual's it is that student was never yours in the first place no that, that piece of this like everything that comes to us is a gift and when mm -hmm. it goes we wave and say goodbye and thank you for your time send it with love so it, it, it's this, and, and they might come back oh, and they might not yeah and it's okay you yeah know, i always say goes, i'm I always say I'm never going to die because I still have to clean out my basement. Right. <laughs> there you go. Like, oh no, I'm not going to die. I still, have, I still have stuff in my basement I need to organize, so not going to happen. Yeah. Um, but I feel like it's such a gift when you do understand the concept, the actual concept of death. Mm -hmm. And it's there's a shamanic death when you go through a shamanic death. It's a rite of passage. It's a ritual. It's you know, from childhood to adulthood, from being married to not being married, to being a mother, to being an orphan, you know, to children, not children. All, all of these things are all a shamanic death because it's not a physical death. That's right. But it's preparing you for a physical death. And yeah. it is foolish to think that we came here to accumulate things. And right. it's really the biggest, the biggest illusion of all is that is why I'm here. I'm here to fill up my bank account and buy a lot of crystals. Right. It's fun. <laughs> well, we could challenge that one. <laughs> I think so. I think I could take it with me. I'm going to try. <laughs> you know, it's a good practice, right? Like I, I regularly buy crystals knowing this is not for me. I don't know who it's for yet, but I'm just yep. going to put it right there. And then when the right person comes along and be like, Oh, here it is. Here's, this is for you. So giving away things yes, is a yes. great way to start to practice that attachment and non-attachment exactly. and that flow yeah, because it, it's all about flow a hundred percent. And this came into your life and one day it'll go out of your life. And that is the way. Yeah. 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 And, and I think way. that's where the work is as humans. And so I think yeah. like circling back to the breath work, 
it is and has been for me one of the most powerful ways to release energy. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. And to release attachment, because especially when you're really in that addictive space, whether it's mentally or physically, because um, it's process addictions and then the oh yeah drugs. Um, breath there's this there's aggressive and soft nature to breath when you go in because like you said there is a control factor to it you know mm -hmm. i can remember work the very first time i ever did breath work was actually with uh, a trauma therapist and he gave me a baseball bat and a bunch of pillows and i beat the shit out of that thing with him screaming in my ear get it you know <laughs> like so i was I not it. softly led into the breathwork world <laughs> That's okay. Was that was your initiation. But I needed that again. I, I we spoke actually it's in my introduction about I needed somebody who could out warrior my warrior mm -hmm. so that I could be held while I did the work. And that's the piece too. It's 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 having people that are strong enough to hold that level of emotion because you know, yeah. I know in your guys's teachings, I know Star Wolf. Uh she doesn't give you baseball bats, right? Like that would not be a safe environment. In a you you do <laughs> have, you do, we, we actually hand out pillows and you use your yeah. own fist. So, exactly. but, but I, it's, it's a similar concept where, you know, do you need a physical school, release? Right. Mine was, old oh yeah. School. And, um, but it were, it was effective because the practitioner was full of integrity. Exactly. And, you know, it's true what you were saying about um, the emotions and trapped emotions become very familiar to us. And yes. so it, it sort of ties into that concept of, well, if I release these trapped emotions, I'm going to uh, become a different person. Somehow subconsciously we think, I don't know who I am without my wounds. So we, we stick to these wounds. We stick to the, uh, they hated me. My dad's an alcoholic. My mom abandoned us. We hang on to all these things because it's easier than, so what? I am going to release everything that ever happened to me today. I'm going to pretend I have amnesia and I'm going to look around the world. Well, how about that? Oh, my shoulder hurts. Okay. Well, you can either figure out how to get the pain out of there, or you can say, somebody hurt my shoulder. Was it you? Was it you? Like, get it out. Like get yeah. the pain out, deal with it. Like that's just what you came through with. Right. You know, you just don't worry about who did it to you. It's not even important. Somebody yeah. did it. Something's happened somehow, somewhere. Well, Fix we get it. wrapped in our stories. Yes. Right? We and create the, the stories around it. And sometimes, well, a lot of time, the story isn't even true because it's your perception yeah. of the event. Mm -hmm. And once once we try to put words around what happened, it already isn't true because it's our perception. And you can retell your story. Right. Write a better one. My, my dad was in the military and he made us move all the time. Retell the story. I was so lucky. I got to see so many places when I was a kid. I got to see this, that, the other, and make friends all around the world. Exactly. Yeah. Retell the story. Yeah. 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 You're the author. You choose. Because both stories are true. Sure, it's whatever one you decide to believe in. Where are you going to put your attention? Mm -hmm. Right, because they are both true. Oh yeah, so. they're they're definitely it's it's the multi-layer cake. Yeah, they're just know? different points of perception, and at any point you can choose 
where your attention is going to be and what story you're going to focus on. But I think people also get wrapped up because they always think that time is linear and therefore right. I can't go back and retell that story. They don't understand the concept that actually time is just an infinite series of now. It's always now, always. It was now then, it's now at this moment. So in this moment of now, you could go back, retell that story, and it will affect everything from the story till now. And it ripples forward because now you've got a new story going forward. And until you play with this idea of what happened to me and who and where and what does that mean, you know, you have to sort of let go and dissipate the emotional component so that you can read the story. Right. If you read the story like it was happening to someone else, you may feel differently about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes you need that container. That's when we come into play. You know, because yes. a lot of this internal work and the untangling of your own perceptions, only you can do that work. Um, and it doesn't occur to people. They need yeah. a healer. They need a guide. They need someone to walk them through that. Yeah, because if you can't have that eagle eye vision and do the recapitulation yourself, sometimes you need somebody like us who can actually read your energy, can go into your subconscious and actually translate what's happening in your brain and bring it out into physical matter with our own perception. And for those of us Mm -hmm. who have done our work, we can be that clean mirror to pull it out and not put our own perceptions on it to say exactly what's going on in your brain without Mm -hmm. putting our own words in it. And that's where, that's where my mastery is. And, you know, being as I'm, I'm, we're connected right now, I can see you can do that as well. Mm-hmm. Right. So finding people that can live on this vibration, those are the ones you want to be reaching out to help translate what's going on in your brain, because sometimes you just don't have enough clarity to do it yourself. Right. Because you 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 can't see it. You right. just can't see it. You can't perceive it. Yeah. It gets very tricky to to gently walk people into that place of self-reflection where they see it. Um, right. and, and to me, I don't care. And that, yeah. that's the beauty that I bring to it is yeah, that exactly. I'm open because what happened to you, I don't care about. I want to make sure, like you said, that I'm a clean, clear reflection. Exactly. But what happened to you, I'm not invested in. Right. I, I've we, got don't my get own. we don't get hooked <laughs> to the stories. Right. Yeah, we're just, I, we're just know. there to provide you the information. Just like when you go into a doctor's office, you know, they don't get hooked to your mm-hmm. stories. We don't get hooked no. to the stories either. But that shows the mastery level of the healers that and, bring and on people want to play with people i love that people are like oh can you tell me about um the uh like the fire that i was in because like with the emotion code there can be ancestral healing so there can be stories with the ancestors and so one of the things i'm really good at is doing muscle testing to go back like is it mother father what side and where and then finding the original story where the emotion was created right um and then seeing that story, telling that story, allowing that to be heard, seen, and witnessed, and then it disappears and comes down. So when people are like, oh, can you tell me the story again about the time when my ancestor was in Ireland? I'm like, hold on, because I have no memory about it. So I have to ask their their own intelligence. I have to ask yeah. their auric field. And then I'm like, yeah. So it was the grandmother and there were two kids and she got the one out and she had this one over here, but her husband went back for the fourth one and then he died and then they died. And that's why you're afraid of fire. Right. Because I don't, I don't have it. Like I'm reading your book. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm just opening up your book, but it's like, yeah, oh, and when you're in that child space and the information yeah. comes in, it comes in and then out and then it's closed and you don't hang on to it. 
So like, no, I got other stuff to do. I like, I got to go make dinner. I can't exactly. be thinking about this. Exactly. <laughs> it's exactly. none of my business. Right. Yeah. But that's the integral piece. Yes. Right. It is. Yeah. And it's, it's not, not um, moving to the place where it's, I can do this and you can't. And, you, and I you can need show me you to help you, you get through this and you can't go and you need to stay right here and do, you know, that's the subjugation piece that we're trying yeah. to clear from, yeah. from the healers and the, and, and moving forward, bringing integrity into the work that we do. And I will tell you that I was trying to decide if I was going to tell you the story or not, but that means it's yes. <laughs> green light, green light. <laughs> I, I was in a situation at a retreat with a group of people and there was someone who was a false prophet who was saying, I do Akashic record reading. And I was like, I'm not even kidding you. Every dragon, every ancestor, everybody on my side was like, no, like, <laughs> red light. What, what, what? I'm trying to have breakfast. Like literally this was <laughs> over this long table and breakfast. And she was like, rah, 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 Akashic record. And I'm like, probably not, but they were really upset about it. So later on the, a girl that I was sitting next to, um, she was upset. And I said, what's the matter? Like she just her whole body, you know, everything signal upset. And she said, well, name of the person who was the false prophet said that my boyfriend doesn't support my work. And I just moved five states away to move in with him and to start his new life or whatever like that. And first of all, right into holy fire rage, like my whole body just turned into flames. I was just like, what <laughs> nonsense is this? this? I'm like, okay. And now we're at dinner, you know, so say, and I can see this person steam like long table or whatever like that. So I had her face me and I said, I'm going to teach you something right now. And I said, and I put my hand on her heart. So I had all of her love and attention right there. And I said, how does my hand feel? She said, good, warm, you know, loving motherly. I said, right. Mother Mary right here, right through. Okay. And I said, now tell me your name. And she did. I said, how's that feel? Good. Tell me where you live. Tell me, you know, tell me someone, tell me the name of someone you love. I said, do you feel that? Like, do you feel that in your heart? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I said, now I want you to tell me something that's not true. Tell me that, um, I'm so like truth aligned, like saying a not truth. Yeah. I was like, tell, like, tell me you're a man, like something simple. Tell me you're a man. Yeah. And she said, oh, now it feels cold. Like it kind of feels cold. I said, yeah. And it feels like do you feel like you want to like pull away from me? And, and then she said, yeah. So I walked her through how to do her own muscle testing. Right. Well, you know, as soon as I could like take my fire and put it aside, like I will kill you in a different lifetime, but right yes. now let's focus. So by teaching her that, then I took my hand away. So I had no contact with her. And I said, now listen to your own heart. And I'm going to say, your boyfriend does not support you. How do you feel? She said, it's a lie. It's not true. He loves me. He totally supports me. I said, that's right. And now you have a direct experience and you can test when someone gives you information, stop, test it on the old ticker. Does that really pass the test that my heart's going mm, hard truth, but I'm, yeah, we're going to have to take that one in. Or is it like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, no, no, absolutely not. I reject everything you just said stay away from me or there will be hell to pay because 
that lady can't wait to kill you in a future lifetime. Yeah. So watch out. And I made sure to do it where the other person could see me and absolutely looked at her like, you know, if looks could kill that kind of a thing, like don't even try to do that around me. That is absolutely not acceptable. Yeah. Even though there's 20 of us, I was just, but I didn't go around telling everybody else because they need to have the experience and they need to have their own experience and, and everything, but she needs to know. And to your point, the, I don't want to say the problem, the, the difficulty comes if you are a master healer, if you've done all your work, if you are a clear channel and a hollow bone, you come across these false prophets, these false people, these false healers who don't have anything other than their own ego and, and like a blip in their head that says, I'm just going to say the first thing that comes to my little tiny pea brain, and that's going to be spirit. Um, I would say that that's probably the hardest thing that I do is when I see that, what, what to do and how to handle it, because it's so subtle. I yeah. can't just say they're lying, yeah. they're lying, but I know because I've got my team losing their mind over here saying, you've got to do something. This girl's about to like break up with a guy that loves her and supports her and yeah. you need to step in, which for quite frankly, that's half of my job is stepping in and saying things that people need to hear for whatever reason i'm the person who's like do you know that your wife is drinking at work do you know that this isn't working out people are like no what 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 are you talking about so master healer is not for everyone folks you have you're going to be walking yeah you got to be ready for ruthless ruthless and that's what it is you know when when we talk about housing the divine masculine and feminine within, you know, e- even in your in your story about putting your hand in your heart, you're calling in Mother Mary. That is the divine feminine. But when you stand and face the other, that's Michael, right? Yeah. You're calling in the warrior angels, that divine masculine protection yeah. space that, mm-hmm. uh-uh, this shit does not happen on my watch, period. Right. And, and I'm in Archangel Michael's army, so it's really yeah. no surprise that yeah. at any moment yeah. we, the sword yeah, we have, comes out. We have out. a couple of us hanging around here today, and mm-hmm. that's what it is. You know, it's it's a lot of people have open channels. Mm-hmm. There are tons of people in the world. Most people in the world have had their channel opened at some point. Some of them don't even understand it. But when you can yeah. hold your channel and maintain it and protect yourself and the ones around you while your channel is open, now you're getting into mastery. So those mm-hmm. ones are going, oh, I'm scared to say something. So you need to find some warriors to work with and build your energy up so that you can stand up and protect yourself and those around you. That's where your work is. Yeah. If you're already doing this, like you said, that girl, she probably is here, but she's not here. No. So there's imbalance, right? And so, yeah. Well, I love that. I love that uh, very simple and quick way to walk somebody through what we call learning your yes and your no. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. And it, mm-hmm. It's so important, especially as you start down this path uh, because of that very reason, knowing your yes and your no, then you, then you can trust yourself. You don't have to worry about trusting anyone else. You know? And you shouldn't, right? you know, that's, you really shouldn't. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that actually is a perfect segue to one thing that spirit wanted me to come through and say, which is a lot of people come to me to begin their spiritual quest. 
if they are, I, I call it shamanically curious. If I had a bumper sticker, it would be, are you shamanically curious? Yeah. <laughs> because, I, you know, people are always often whispering, you know, like, I see stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do I do with this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, okay. So one of the easiest things to do to start a spiritual journey or to, I like to think of it as, um, Maybe it's like turning the dial on your radio or just increase. It's just about increasing awareness. So the, one of the very easiest, easiest, simplest things to do to increase your awareness that you are a spiritual being, that you have a physical body, you have a spiritual body, you have other bodies around you is to go for a walk mm -hmm. and going for a walk in a very particular way, because like all ceremonies, it's all about the intention and what you're setting up. So you go for a walk outside, not at the mall, not at the gym, no, outside, has to be outside, has to be alone, no dog, no friend, nothing like that. You're walking outside, you're walking alone, no music. You could put earbuds in just so that people don't bother you if you're in like a very familiar neighborhood or your own little neighborhood. You can put earbuds in if you don't want people to bother you, but no music nothing to take you away from your own personal experience. Walk outside. The only thing you would have is a timer because you're going to go in one direction or ambulate around. You're going to go away from where you are for half an hour. And when the timer goes off, you're going to turn around and ambulate your way back. But as you're walking, you're noticing and you're going to do a body scan. And all that means is you're going to take your love and attention and you're going to start over the top of your head and gently just become aware of your skull and your bones and your eyes and your brain. And as you're doing this, they are relaxing. So you're relaxing your eyebrows, you're relaxing your jaw, you're relaxing your neck. You're looking for micro tensions. Where is the micro tension? between one side of my neck and the other, or back and forth. And you're just bringing your attention, your love and attention to it, and drawing it down, down your throat, your shoulders, your arms, your heart. And you're just noticing every step, just keep going, keep going. And your ultimate goal is to bring all that love and attention all the way down to just past your feet. And what this does is that it takes all the energy that we've drawn up to our head where we get all of our, our accolades and our rewards for being cerebral and mental and fast. And it draws it down so that now your energy is evenly distributed throughout your whole body. Once you go all the way down to your feet, all the way past your feet and have an awareness of what you're walking on, earth, cement, grass, snow, mud, whatever, then you bring your attention to your breath and you watch your breath go in and out of your body. And you're literally just going in love and out love, in with the love, out with the love. And when there's a part that feels stuck or you notice that something is not quite as flowy, then you focus your love and attention there, bring in what I need, release what I don't need bring in what I need, release what I don't need. And this is Tai Chi. This is a walking meditation and this is awareness. And when you get all the way there, you're still walking, 
you're still out because it's not going to take you very long. You think, oh yeah, that's going to take an hour. Nope, it won't. But when you've become grounded in your energy, released from the microtension and in your heart at that moment, become aware of all the nature around you and spend the rest of the time realizing how much you are part of nature, that you can hear the birds, that you can notice that a tree branch is swaying or bending or has leaves or doesn't have leaves, that there is a tree that you never noticed or flowers that you never noticed and spend the rest of the time just watching nature until you come back. If you do that, you have now reconnected your heart to Pachamama. You're now in the flow and the rhythm and you've learned something important. Your natural pace is not fast. By the, by the time you come back from that walk, you've got your own stride, your own rhythm, things are flowing and you've got a good groove, but it's not fast. It's not a quick skippy beat. It's not something that music might push you to. This is your natural pace. This is the most important lesson that you will learn to begin a spiritual journey. It is slow and deliberate and my pace is not your pace. You have to find your own pace and you have to stay there. And that is where your healing begins at that pace. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing. Yes, yes. Beautiful. It was a pleasure having you on today. Very Same here. I loved it. Yeah, I'll come back anytime. Yeah. Perfect. And I think leaving everybody embodied in the yeah. medicine yeah. and in themselves is a perfect way. Them with that. So go and enjoy your days and remember to stay embodied. Thank yes. you so much. Thank you so much, right. Alanis. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for sharing your time with us. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, and leave a ratings and review. Hey, did you know that both Angel and Seth have books coming out in 2023? Stay tuned and follow us on all social media platforms at Bites of Light, B-Y-T-E-S-O-F-L-I-G-H-T. -E Thanks again, and we look forward to sharing space with you again soon.